um, we were told we couldn't dress like certain characters. Like, if you was to dress, say, as a Sailor Moon character, they'd be like, wait a minute, yeah. Sailor Moon's Sailor not Moon black. black. Right. <laughs> Yo, Space Game, what's good? I am your host, the VK Space, and this is our co-host, Nova Kane, and, baby. And you are tuned into the VK Space Show. Before we jump in and get started, I'd like to shout out our sponsor, SleepingJennysClothing.com. Make sure you go over there to that website and buy some stuff. Also, do me a favor and head over to www.TheBKSpaceShow.com where you can get all of our audio and video episodes, blogs, and bios of the hosts because we're dope and you want to know about us. So, Nova Kane, what's going on? So, what's going on with you? How are you feeling today? I'm alright. Just left the doctor's office, so you know. It went well, though. So, I'm good. I don't want to talk about it no deeper than that. Just black people, go see about yourself. Mm-hmm. You should always do that. What about yourself? How was your day today? Everything's going I'm gonna be real with you. I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, nervous. I'm not nervous. Nervous? I'm a bit, I'm a bit jealous because I would like some Jamaican food, but I ain't got no Jamaican food spots around here and I can't cook it. So, it's fine. It's fine. Let's, let's switch gears. So, <laughs> <clears throat> you heard about the Gorilla Glue Girl. Yes, I have heard about Tessica Brown. Hey. And, it's, honestly, hearing about it, I did laugh. I did get a couple of, you know, a couple of nice little giggles. But at the end of the day, I was like, I feel a little bad for it because I could only think about her frustration and how she just wasn't thinking of, just, she was just trying to be cute for that day. Yeah. And she moved, was moving way too fast and was like, let me just use this. She probably thought it was the Gorilla Snot. You know, there's a company called Gorilla Snot that makes hair products. And she probably was, she was, <laughs> she possibly was thinking that maybe it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I'm not too sure. But I do feel a little bad because, she, you know, her hair is falling out and she's going to have scalp damage and a lot of hair loss. And I just feel a little bad for her. But she put it on the internet. So everyone is gonna have their opinion. Yeah. Everyone is gonna clown her. Very much Everyone's so. gonna make their jokes. Yep. So it's become um a bit divided on the internet here because you got people like us who's like she definitely deserves some empathy there. And then you got the people that's like she don't deserve a goddamn thing. She should have been smarter about uh, what was going on in the packaging and read what was on the packaging or not. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that. Um I feel bad for Tessica personally because I know how the queens are about their crowns. You know, you guys, you ladies, really want to make sure that it looks good and everything is always on point. And if you lose your hair and it wasn't your decision to be bald or hairless, it's it's an issue for you. So, you know, I mean, I kind of understand that. I lost my hair um, at a younger age in my 20s. So, you know. I'm used to it now, and maybe she will get used to it later. And I just, the only thing I don't agree with is her contemplating the lawsuit against Gorilla Glue. I just think it sets a bad precedent 
any other time if it was their actual fault i'd be like hey queen get your money you know what i'm saying but i mean the, the lady in the what 80s 90s won that case against mcdonald's so anything's possible oh yeah anything is possible she might win this boy on the grounds of it didn't say don't put it in your hair which mm-hmm. again is a terrible precedent but we're not going to dwell on that hold. it can hold in court it's doesn't specify here even though it says skin don't ingest and things like that it doesn't specify here no you're right you're i don't right. know like it does i mean it is one of those things where it's common sense but people have to understand common sense is not common so <laughs> it's true though it's true common sense is nowhere near common so she just was moving too fast. She made a mistake. It's crazy how a split second mistake turned into going viral on the internet. She got a manager now. Interviews. She has she has like almost 20k in her GoFundMe or 18k in her. Go- she has a GoFundMe. Yes, she has a GoFundMe. Um, there's celebrity hairstylists that are reaching out to her. There's people that are reaching out to her that weren't reaching out to her before. So, like, I don't know. Maybe this is the come up she needed that none of us know that she may have needed. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate on. I'm I'm not gonna hate on the come up at all because you know we all trying to get that little piece of the internet power right now. So. You know, however you get to it, as long as you're doing it in a safe way, I'm cool with it, and mm-hmm. not a reckless way. But you have to just, and we're gonna move on after this. But just remember that however you decide to get your come up, that is what you're going to be stuck with, unless you are catch me outside chick, and then that was on a whole different level of uh, some privileges there. And I'm like, yo, how? Because really, really, you was not supposed. You know, no, nope, this is not what this episode is about. This episode today, Space Gang, is about the nerd adventure, the blurred yes. adventure. The blurred adventure, it's yes. Where Nova Kane and I wanted to, you know, talk about some of the things that we experienced as kids and some of the, the things we're into now. And, you know, just what influenced our life and how it affected our lives. Let's say it that way. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this conversation. How was being a blurred for you growing up as a kid? Well, first, when did you figure out you were a blurred? I didn't figure out I was an actual blurred until like 20 something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always called weird. Like, but they would call me weird the good kind and not the bad kind. And I would just sit there and be like, what is that supposed to mean? I don't know if it's a compliment or a diss. I don't know yeah. which one I'm supposed to go for right here. But when I was younger, like, I was into things that just the average people weren't into. Like, the animated shows, comic. I didn't really read too many comic books, mm-hmm. but I would watch, like, the adaptations on television. Yeah. Um, I'm a science nerd. Like, I love science. I'm huge on science. Like, that's actually one of my favorite subjects of all time. <laughs> oh, see, that, me too. This is why we're cool. This is exactly right. why we're cool. <laughs> And it was just a lot of things that I was just into that a lot of people didn't, like, they weren't open about. Because, like, in middle school was pretty much the turning point. Yeah. So, like, before middle school, I watched all these shows and got into all of these things. And then into middle school, it was like they kind of, like, teased you for doing those type of things. Mm-hmm. 
then when we got into high school, people were like kind of like going into to their own little world, and the nerds themselves that were like the nerd group of people, yeah. they always was like stinky. Yeah. They didn't dress very well. Like they probably wore the same thing three times in a row. Yeah. And it just was. It was just wasn't something that I wanted to be around. I can understand. So I didn't, so I didn't really classify myself as a blurred because I didn't even know that term existed until about 24, 25, somewhere. Yeah, I'm not sure it existed then either. I think it's just some way out of since we now are so connected by the internet and any cell phones and all that. I think it was just one of those words that collectively became us, you know, because we wasn't really connected to the old version of what a nerd and a geek would be, even when yeah. it started to become uh, a popular common thing. You know, when you go to these uh, comic cons and all these different kinds of stuff like that, that happens because there's a lot of them. It was like the white nerds hung out and then they kind of shunned the black nerds. You couldn't be a certain mm. anime character. You can cosplay uh, as a certain anime character. And I do know a lot of my audience don't know what cosplay is, but that is basically when you dress up as a character from your favorite TV show. And it's a lot of times it's really elaborate, um, usually within the anime community, um, which is where most cosplayers uh, costumes come from. But anyway, um, we were told we couldn't dress like certain characters. Like if you was to dress, say, as a Sailor Moon character, they'd be like, "Wait a minute, yeah. Sailor Moon's Sailor not Moon black. black, right?" <laughs> so it's like, "Yo, um, we are a part of this fandom. We enjoy this fandom too, and you know, we just uh, with everything, we just had to market it to a way where we can find other black nerds and come together, and you know, it's, it's just a term we need." right now yeah i know we get so upset I, about that type of thing but i'm just saying high you. school actually around high school i actually pretty much hid most of my nerdiness mm. but i still did nerdy things like i was a part of jrltc and i didn't know that was like a nerd thing until after high school i don't so even I know why it's considered nerd though i don't know either like <laughs> there's nothing nerd about jrltc okay <laughs> it's like there's like you're a nerd but it's military is straight military like straight military shit all day every day like there was nothing nerdy about it it, it was things that i learned about the country in jrcc you know yeah it wasn't nothing really nerdy about it um so for me i'm a science nerd like games so i'm getting back into gaming hey. i actually shunned away from gaming for a long time but i'm really getting back into it i have a nintendo switch now Yeah, I need to get a PlayStation 5 because when I get my PlayStation 5, it's going down. It's going down around here all day. And of course, I love anime. As you can see, I got my Dragon Ball hat on. Frieza the greatest? No, I'm just Frieza is, the, is one of the greatest villains, maybe. I, mean, I love Frieza. I mean, I'm Team Vegeta. We talked about this on the show. I am, I am Team Vegeta. We ain't got to get into it. This is not where we are right now in this conversation. We were talking about something totally different. I just wanted to point out, add a little color in here, that I am Team Vegeta, okay? I didn't even know Dragon Ball, the um, Dragon Ball franchise was anime until, 
what high school i didn't know like it had a term i know it was japanese animated but i didn't know it was a term called anime until about high school i mean for the most part the term anime is basically just america's way to market japanese cartoons yeah it's the uh, same it's the same thing yeah i mean i remember when people were like anime are not cartoons and no, it's no, literally yeah. the same like literally I saw a Bugs Bunny oh you know how they put the uh, compilation of all the Looney Tunes together on like one DVD I literally saw that and it said anime <laughs> I was like wait a minute Bugs Bunny is anime and so then I had it to it even you know? took me a while to put together that Toonami was supposed to be like an anime play on words yeah um <laughs> when I got into anime um Shout out to my pops for this one because it was right at the beginning of Toonami when it was playing at, at like two, three o'clock in the morning. And mm-hmm. like when they first started, I when remember started. there was this, um, they had advertised on Cartoon Network this show called uh, Robot Carnival. I think it was called. Yes. I don't know about that. Okay, so it was called Robot <laughs> Carnival. And it's basically, if you watch the uh, Netflix show where it's love robots and something like that it's like the whole block of different uh animations and stuff they all come together what's well, a netflix show is basically what robot carnival was and when i saw it as a kid i was like i need to see these cartoons i need to see this and my pops who worked like mad i mean he didn't work like late nights but he was up early in the morning because he worked for the state and if anything happened he would have to go out and you know clean up the, the highways and shit so you know so he worked really hard and I, I remember I didn't even have to ask for real like usually when you try to get something this crazy you have to be like yo please do this for me and he was like no questions asked I said it's three o'clock in the morning could you please record this so I can see it? Please, because I knew they weren't going to let me stay up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I probably wasn't going to stay up at 3 o'clock in the morning. But he didn't tell me he was going to do it. But then I just woke up the next day and he was like, here you go. I was like, yo, I'm about to new experiences up in here. And I popped that tape in after church and I was hyped. I was so hyped. And look, I love that so much. I had to go recently, I think it was last year, the uh, the kids for my birthday, they went and found it for me and I got it now uh, on a DVD. So, you know, that was like one of my first major experiences with anime. That's when I knew then I was like, okay, I, I think I'm a nerd, but it's okay. I'm cool with being a nerd. I mean, it's not like I went watching Speed Racing and Transformers already, so. Right, <laughs> right, and, um, and I definitely, I feel like I'm more grateful that I know that I'm a nerd now than, than back then because I had more awareness and more understanding of what's going on in all of these shows. Even like going back to watch a lot of the things, even Dragon Ball Z. So Dragon Ball Z is probably going to be one of the anime that probably young black children, well, we're adults now, but young black children then across the country could bond on because I didn't realize so many people watched it until we had social media. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize how big the fandom was until social media came around. So I'm just I'm just really I'm grateful for, you know, how much technology has come come because
Yeah. All these live action shows it's coming out like so dope. Powerpuff Girls live action. Ava DuVernay is she has the pilot for it, which is crazy. Like, um, we are definitely you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about it now. Yeah. Ava DuVernay, um, getting the pilot for Powerpuff Girls and um, DC's Naomi. Um, that was unexpected for me when I saw it come across my my email from comicbook.com I think it was it said Powerpuff Girls live CW I mean live action on CW and I was like what the hell <laughs> Powerpuff Girls accurate but then like today when I read the article from uh, I think it was a deadline and I start reading into it a little bit and it said Ava DuVernay is getting the pilot for Powerpuff Girls? That's what it says. Listen, does that even go together? Honestly, I don't think so. <laughs> but she is a good director and storyteller. So maybe it'll be like one of those things that's kind of outside of the box for her and she'll do great. Maybe. But I'm still like a little iffy because live, almost anything live action has been a struggle. Yes. Okay? Almost anything. A lot of things were pretty good. Like, um, what's a, give me a good live action. Um, the first Ben 10 movie live action was good. I'm not a fan of Ben 10. I'm not a fan of Ben 10 either, but um, they did that movie and it was the first one was good. And then... I watched a few more. Would the first Transformer, uh, Transformers film be live action? Considered live action? Yes. The first one? Yes. So, yeah, then that's, that's what I would say. Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo definitely is a like great first, live action. The first two, I think. And yes. then they had like a few. With, I think um, they had one for what's his name? Freddie Prince Jr.? Shout out to like Freddie Prince Jr. Um, yeah. That man just... Yeah. You know what? For the nerd, though, you wouldn't think he would be a part of it, but... Let's see, he was Freddy from Scooby-Doo. Um, he was Kanan in the Star Wars, uh, one of the cartoons, um, not the Clone Wars, one after that, I can't think right now. And he's also, he actually wrote for WWE for wow. for a stint there. So, yeah, shout out to Freddy Prince Jr. That's, he's like a nerd captain at this point. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy yeah, small shout world. Yeah, Freddy Prince. So those are like really great live action adaptations. Not Dragon Ball. But there's way more bad ones than they are good. Dragon Ball Evolution. Doesn't exist. It's so funny because I just saw <laughs> I just saw a memory that I posted because I had waited a long time to watch Dragon Ball Evolution just because I heard people talk so much mess about it. And I was yeah. like, you know, let me form my own opinion. I rewatched it like in 2014 and a memory popped up on Facebook and I was like, who wrote this? Who put know. this together? Who greenlit this movie? Like, what? When I saw the photos, I think it was in the Entertainment Weekly uh, post, when I saw the photos, I was like, yep, this ain't it, man. We about to be disappointed. I knew it. I felt it. I'm like, this is going to be the biggest disappointment. And then I, you know what? As I'm saying this, let me just go ahead and just tell you the three biggest live action disappointments of all time. Uh oh, Avatar. Avatar. Last Airbender. Dragon Ball Evolution, and I know Dragon Ball takes the cake for a lot of people as the worst live action adaptation, but 
can we bring your attention to the Mario Brothers movie? Yo! <laughs> That's a the movie. Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers. That is a movie that was so bad. I almost forgot about that one. Listen, as a I, kid, I <laughs> as a kid, I was pissed, okay? I waited. I'm glad we didn't go to the theaters to see it because my parents weren't going to the theaters to see those type of movies with me. But, but, oh my God. Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario. I mean, shout out to, listen, the cast was A1. The cast was A1. There was no need for this cast to be, they were were not the problem. Now I want to roll up and rewatch that just to get a good laugh off. Listen, Bob Hoskins, Okay, uh, rest in peace, Bob Hoskins, one of my favorite actors of all time, Roger Rabbit. Uh, he was a great. That was a great person to play Mario. Like yes. he could pull it off. John Leguizamo was great. It was written horribly. Even some of the costumes were pretty good. They it rewrote the movie written. like three times. Okay. Well, then they should have stopped. And they rewrote. They rewrote, rewrote the movie before they started production. Then they rewrote the movie while they was in production and then they was like literally rewriting it every day they changed the directors they would look whatever could go whatever could go bad whatever could go bad, bad in the movie was going bad there it was just i'm sorry it was I'm all shit. it was a shit show like it's fine it's fine out, it deserves it that movie was so bad i almost forgot that they existed for real because they used to play it on the tv like on UPN or something like yeah. all the time growing up and I'm just like why is this always on it's so bad listen they it pissed off so Nintendo bad. Nintendo was like oh god what do we do remember the Goombas that was the most disappointing part of the movie like oh no 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 Koopa this whole human hybrid Koopa they had rolling around yeah. no listen Yes. Okay, for those of you that are too young, those of you that are too young, Cooper uh, is Bowser's original name. They changed yes. it because America was pissed at times. All right, we got that out the way. Cooper was the most, for me at that time, Cooper was my favorite villain. And y'all just shit on him in this movie. Yeah. The performance was good. Yeah. It just wasn't cool. I'm going to have to rewatch this because, like, Don't do I'm gonna watch it again. I gotta like, it's Corona time. I can watch whatever I feel like. Not that movie. No. <laughs> Listen. Okay, so, okay, so like I said, I had a lot of like their nerd, my nerd culture, like mm-hmm. throughout high school. So throughout high school, that's when Avatar: The Last Airbender was pretty much taken yeah. over. Like that took over Nickelodeon. Like that, that was the show. The greatest American so, anime of all time. I was about, what, 2021 maybe, when M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong did the last Airbender, the movie. (laughs) Hey, hey, real quick, while we talking, having this blurry conversation, M. Night Shyamalan gets a lot of hate, but he has made some great movies. He has. He's also one of my favorite directors sometimes. Like, Signs, The Sixth Sense. Unbreakable are top tier movies. Like the Unbreakable franchise is like my favorite M Night whole so, thing. There, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry about Wes. I'm so sorry. <sighs> We're gonna talk about that in another time. But 
So, <laughs> so I didn't. I take my headphones off and walk away. The last everything. <laughs> <laughs> that last Airbender came out like what when I was about 2021 20, or something like that. I don't. Mm-hmm. But I didn't watch the actual last Airbender the film until maybe last year. Yeah. So I watched Avatar. So by this time I've watched Avatar, Last Airbender, and Legend of Korra probably about two or three times now. Yeah. So I'm watching the movie, and I'm just like, first of all. My man's name is Aang, okay? Mm-hmm. Who is Ong? I don't know. I don't know who that cat is. That's how we knew. Where did he come from? That's how we knew it was messed up. From that moment, so, he was like, yeah, this ain't gonna be good, fam. <laughs> I think I made it. I think I made it to the scene where he got to the fire temple, and I was like, turn this shit off. I'm not watching this no more. Hey, speaking of uh, Nickelodeon live actions, um, I, I did make it through the movie. Well, Aang. I made it through Ong's uh, I was disappointed. Um, I know a lot of people were disappointed with the whole race, though, the way they did the races in the movie. Um, not my disappointment. My disappointment was definitely with the story. So, the story itself was horrible. They bastardized. Even if you weren't a last, even if you weren't a, the last Airbender fan, um, mm-hmm. you were not going to like this movie. No, you're not. It's one of those movies that's just best left in the bin. Okay, switching gears, switching movies, uh, Nickelodeon live actions. Okay. Did you watch Dora the Explorer? Because I didn't. Oh, the the one that came out, what, last year? The year before Yeah. This? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. I haven't I... heard anything bad about it. Yeah, I think that's how you know a movie is at least decent. It was just, it came out and it was just nothing. I was yeah. like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if anybody else watches because I didn't. I was scared to watch yeah. it. But then again, it's supposed to be like a kids movie and everything. One live action movie that was released in recent years that can go to hell, and they should have never did it. And it actually breaks my heart to say it, but The Lion King. Okay, so does that go in the top five of worst live action adaptations? Top five, definitely part of part of the top five worst live adaptations. I don't know. What was going on in that movie? I don't know if the voice acting was off, if the editing was off. I don't know. That's, I don't know what, what happened. That's the first time I seen <laughs> John Favreau miss. Ah. Let's get it real. Iron Man, that Rainbow show he had on MTV, The Mandalorian, the other projects, dude is great. But that Lion King project, though? Horrible. They had one job. Okay? Dude. Look, they had one job. Okay, so I, for me, the Lion King movie, if they had just made the lions more expressive, I would have been okay with that. I mean, look at um, Aslan in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Um, he was a live-action lion. He looked realistic, but at the same time, I felt emotion from Aslan. From that lion. Mm. I got nothing... Okay, look. Nothing. I was hype about the casting at first. Um, okay, I didn't really have an opinion on Beyonce. I know a lot of people hated Beyonce in that role, but it's, it's, look, it's the whole movie fault. I know. No, I'm not. I'm not putting that on her. I'm finna go down the list. Um, but if you watch Beyonce as Foxy Cleopatra, and you just take a little bit of her personality from that, 
and applied to Nala, for all intents and purposes, she should have been able to pull it off. Didn't have. She should have. Um, Donald Glover, as much as I love him, this is not the role. That's and that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it was the voice acting or if it was like the editing because it kind of sounded like you know how you're watching something animated with voiceovers and it's like the voice is literally layered right there. Yeah. So it kind of feels like it was like something in between and then the voice. Yeah, I can't like understand that. It was that. weird. You know what I mean? Like but it was. I, it was I just didn't get simple like there's nothing memorable no, about the no. movie and with Donald you know who they should have went and got if they wasn't going to get Matthew Broderick back uh, which I would have rolled with and I understand because Lion King is considered like a black film to a lot of people so I kind of understand them not going to get Africa? him yes a lot of people see those characters They're as black. I know so I'm just saying the persona the personification of the animals, the way they react to things, the way they do things, they see mm-hmm. they see a lot of blackness. And it didn't hurt that uh, it's basically coming to America line um, because, you know, the parents, James Earl Jones, I forgot uh, the wife's name. The Robbie's name. Not, uh, I forgot her name, the actress. Yeah, um, the actress. Yeah, her real, but, the real actress. You know, those are the parents. But they're the parents in coming to America. Yeah, so a lot of people, and also Jason Weaver is Simba's singing voice. Yeah. Um, in the, the original movie. Oh, no, he didn't pass away. No, I'm Jason, thinking about Hakeem. No, no, Jason Weaver is still kicking, getting checks off yeah. Hakeem. Yeah, I believe it, because he was singing them songs back in the day. Shout out to okay. his mom, because they could have took like one lump sum of money. And then they chose the royalty route, and he's still getting paid. So, shout out to So, Jason. what kind of nerd are you? What kind of nerd am I? Ooh, um, I'm like one of those all-purpose nerds. I just, I'm dabble and dabble in everything. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> for the most part, though, I am a comic book nerd at the core yeah. of it all. Like, I mean, if you look around my office here, uh, I got Dragon Ball in the corner. Dragon Ball Z in the corner. I'd rather have Dragon Ball, but I don't have any Dragon Ball memorabilia here. Um, but right over my computer is a Black Panther. If you're on my social media, you've seen this poster. It's a Black Panther poster. Uh, I got this 3D poster back here with like everybody on it. And um, <laughs> Black Panther, Sherry, and Falcon, and Captain America. My chair is Captain America. Shout out to uh, Black Cap too, because that's my morning right there. I, I cried. I cried. I ain't gonna lie. You cried. When Cap handed Falcon the shield, I was like, I've been waiting for this moment this wanna, whole time. You wanna tell me about that? No. <laughs> Look, I was hyped. Look, people was crying when Iron Man died. I was like, forget Tony. I mean, I like Tony, okay? But I didn't care. I'm gonna be real. When he died, I was like, <laughs> Mm, they had to happen. Somebody had to they go. Had to, somebody. somebody had to go. I'd much rather. But you know who didn't die? Captain America. Neither one of them. All three caps still in the movie. So I'm good. I'm good. Hey, young. Don't have me weak today. I'm already weak. Still weak off of that Super Mario Brothers movie. But oh my gosh, no! Don't bring that back up. We're moving on from the Super Mario. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch that, and then I'm gonna message you, and then we'll be like. So I'm watching, and you're like, no, please, no. <laughs> I am too, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a gamer. Um, yeah. One of my top games, let me just say that now, is DC Universe Online. And, yes, I do dibble and dabble in Call of Duty. 
But for the most part, if you catch me playing, I love games, shooting games. You. I love shooting games, and I'm not that great at Call, at Call of Duty yet. But Borderlands is my game. I love Borderlands. So you play Borderlands too? I got the Borderlands Two uh, on the PlayStation right here in front of me. I'm saying when we get that five going. I got, play, I got, not PlayStation, I got Borderlands 2 and I got Borderlands 3. Look, I'm waiting on Xbox and PlayStation to play nice across all the games. So across all, all the games. So we can all just run together. Because that was so missions. Yes. Be, like, I love Borderlands. I don't know why I love it. I guess because the, how extreme they are with, like, their guns and everything. And then how are they going to successfully make a live action movie with that? They literally have, like, midgets and... They have the name Midget in there. Oh, yeah, I don't know. No, they have the name Midget. Now, I'm not calling little people Midgets. I'm just saying that they have that in there. They like Midget Psychos. Like, you know, you know how what it says. You play the game. It's my love for Gundam. I'm an anime nerd, too. So, Gundam is like one of my favorite animes. But anyway, um, let's talk about this Borderland thing. Because the casting for this live action movie is super trash. Hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, the the biggest problem, and that's the only part. I think they got Jamie Lee Curtis playing someone young. Um, yeah, they got Jamie Lee Curtis playing Doctor Tennis. Like she's yeah. way too old to play Doctor Tennis. Um, like, are they aging these characters? I, like when I seen the casting for that part, I'm like, look, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. We all do. Um, but is this a uh, is this a live action? Are we sure? Okay, so that's what I was thinking Yeah. Because the the way that it's animated and the you know how it, how it's shaded. Yeah. Style. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Shell. 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 Oh, cell shaded. Yeah, you got it. Look at that. We're learning here. We're learning. <laughs> yeah, so that style is different. It's like a different type of animation. So I'm pretty sure they'll try to like take that into the movie. So they wouldn't be able to just be us dressing up in a costume. They'll have to do some type of I can see that. They but, have to. But I would love for it to be straight up CGI. Let me move this to make sure. I don't want to distort nothing. But um, I want to. I want the movie to be good because everybody likes Borderlands. Um, I don't know anybody that actually hates the, the story. The story is really intriguing. Uh, let's see. You got these people called Vault Hunters. Um, they going looking for treasure. Um, a whole bunch of zaniness ensues. Um. It's, yeah, and this it's graphic. Yeah, it's post apocalyptic. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. The weapons are insane. And, insane is the best way to just, the whole franchise is kind of insane. It, it yeah. is insane. The characters are yeah. super over the top. I can't wait to see uh, who's going to play uh, Moxie. And that's her name, right? Yes, I can't wait to see who's going to play Moxie. You're right. Um, you know what? I would love for it to be like um, uh, Eva Green or something. I would love for it to be Scarlett Johansson. Nope. nope. I will never forgive Scarlett. I'm going to tell you why. Because every time I watch uh, any Avengers movie and I don't hear a hint of Russian accent, I get pissed. <laughs> she should. But in. What was it? Uh, it might have been Iron, Iron Man. Man yeah, she did have like a little bit. It, she couldn't. She on. couldn't pull it off. It's okay. She couldn't. Yeah. It's okay. She should have went and got Michael uh, Keegan, wife. I think this is his name, right? Uh, from Keegan Hill. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Keegan Key. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. 
his wife is a dialect coach. And if you hear him talk and when he does all those characters, it's because his wife is a dialect coach. She she could have hired her. She should have. And she, she would have nailed the Russian. And then when I listened to Elizabeth Olsen coming here like a G on, on in one division and pull off her uh, Slovakian accent, yeah. and immediately I look at whoever's in the room with me and I go, and so you're telling because me Scarlet? Marcy does, Marcy does have like a little country type of twang. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Scarlet couldn't do that? Scarlet couldn't do that. But how was it growing up for you and being a nerd? Growing up for me? Oh, it was actually not as bad um, as far as people. Of course, I got ridiculed and picked on because everybody it's did. Different. Because TV, yeah. TV told everybody that nerds are, well, lame and weird and they don't belong in society for some reason. But once I figured out that everything that everybody was watching and enjoying and learning and doing was on the account of some nerd it's like we mm. wouldn't have the computers without the geek squad okay nope. we wouldn't, we wouldn't have be able to do this <laughs> nothing there's nothing in this and <laughs> nobody that was just cool ever created something that revolutionized anybody there was always exactly. a, a hint everybody can be nerd literally anything is nerd mm-hmm. and if you're something that you really into slightly obsessed about um Exactly, because there's music nerds. Yeah, I'm a bit of that too. TV shows nerds. Hate there's those. movie nerds. <laughs> there's movie nerds. I'm playing, you have yeah. art nerds. There's all different types of nerds that you can be. It's not just like you said, just somebody stuck on a computer not showering for yeah. six days in a row. That's a, Even though I think those are, I'm not gonna go there. Well, but, <laughs> it's a stereotype. It's definitely it's, a stereotype, yeah. but and they do exist. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, they do exist. But, but it's not all of it us. Exactly, just like all black people don't like fried chicken, or all black people don't eat watermelon. Listen, so I had a cousin. I do both. I had a cousin. <laughs> that man does not like Kool Aid, and I was like, that's understandable. Who wants to drink diabetes on every day, all day? You know, that's, that's what that's exactly what he was saying. He was like 12, 13 at the time too. I don't like. Oh, he was ahead of his time. He was. <laughs> he was. I'm like, dude, you might be on something. And now yeah, I can't stand. I, I I hate Kool Aid now. Think about it. Kool Aid is literally what an ounce of like powdered what flavor that could yeah. give us cancer. Yeah. And then you gotta put like two cups of sugar. Two cups of sugar. Stop. Stop. You're not coming to no black community with no two cups of sugar in your Kool Aid. Oh, you might need four cups. You're right. You come in here talking Three, about about, here's, about here's two cups of sugar. They're gonna like. I think that's the I think that's the recipe. I think that's the recipe on the back of the package. It's like it two cups for two cups. Yeah, it eggs for two cups, but that's still a lot for the recipe because you're right. When I used to make. You're right. When I used to make Kool-Aid, it was like three, four, five cups depending your, on the day. If your Kool-Aid is not like borderline syrupy, what are you doing? What, what is the point? What are you doing? It's, it's not Kool-Aid at that point. It is flavored <laughs> water. It's flavored I did not make it's that joke. Water. That is the overall uh, consensus of all black people. The black council tells you this. It's in the handbook. Flavored penny water. For real. Oh, you know, I know we've just been kind of bouncing around here a little bit, but can we go back to this Avery D. Renee conversation really fast? Yeah, of course. Since I am a comic book nerd, 
And I find out by reading on the Powerpuff Girls that she was doing this. I know you guys see it. It's a DC Comics Naomi. This is the first half of her uh, introduction, which just happened in like, what, 2018? Um, she oh, was, her character was just added in 2018? Yeah, she's, she is new. And let's, hey, that does not happen. You don't make new properties um, unless your story is really good. Like when new comic book characters come out, it's years before we see them even attempted. And if you're usually not Batman or Superman, Right, you're um, not getting in a TV show and a yeah. movie. Yeah, um, you know, so, and Blade, think about it. I know people always talk about Blade as far as, like, the pinnacle of black characters in movies, and he is. Wesley Snipes, Blade, uh, Marvel, and all that back in the day was ahead of their time. Um, if it wasn't for the Blade films, this whole comic book renaissance we're having right now would not be a thing. It was not Spider-Man, it was Blade. Let's put some respect on that. Put some respect on that man's name. Shout out to Wesley Snipes, man. For real. So, you know... That's his forever role for me, Blade. It, it is for me as well. So, you know, for them to... Brian Michael Bendis is responsible for a lot of newer black superheroes. Yes, the older ones are dope. But when you think about your Riri Williams, which replaced Iron Man uh, for a long time, and now she has her own character called uh, Ironheart. And now you think about Naomi. These are two characters that he created fairly recently. And Miles Morales which is probably the biggest character he created recently. Yeah. Yeah. And all of them now are starting to already get prominent moments. Miles Morales just had the best uh, Spider-Man movie considered Period. ever uh, people Period. really consider that to be the top tier like and that was toby mcguire for a long time so it wasn't toby mcguire for me well i'm saying the pinnacle of the spider-man films when it came down to just those <laughs> movies spider-man one and two not three. yeah you're right you're right so, toby mcguire was at the top was the top tier but that um miles morales one no yeah that one that blew it out the water Spider-Verse? Yeah, so, I'm sorry, y'all, this moment. Um, <laughs> so, when you think about that, and then his character was made a while back, too. Like, this is like, what, five, six years ago when he was created. In a whole, in like, the sub-universe of the main Marvel universe. So, for them to bring him into prominence, like, that character right now is kind of like that, the leader of the Black, the Black Squad as far as comic book characters go. So give us a quick little bio about Naomi. So, just a couple of sentences about Naomi. Of course, she's a black teen, uh, which is dope. Well, there's not a lot of black teen comics just out here rolling around. Mm -hmm. um, she was created by Brian Michael Bendis. Um, he was thinking about uh, his daughters when he was creating a lot of like Riri. And so, in the same way Riri was created, he had daughters. It wasn't enough representation, so he wanted that. When he left and went to DC. He created Naomi. Now, as far as Naomi, I don't want to spoil it because I want you to go read it and wait for the show or whatnot because I want you to be surprised. But Naomi is basically uh, a teen who she has friends and stuff. But, you know, it's just, just like with all young heroes, something's just not clicking right for her. Uh, she feels like something's missing in her life. And it absolutely is. It's something that her parents is not telling her. So it's not really the most action-packed uh, comic is more so like a slice of life with um, galactic action involved. We're gonna, we're okay. gonna call it like that. It's like a cosmic okay. type I like thing that. going on. I like so that. I would definitely recommend it. My daughter, she's uh, 
10 when she read this and it is like one of her favorite stories I love right. that so definitely when Ava DuVernay drops that pilot and we finally get to see it I'm a little questionable on Ava DuVernay sometimes <laughs> but I think I think this one this might be her wheelhouse this might be the one that boosts her into that sci-fi corner of the world and do it really well I think I know I just ran it about this I'm really passionate about I'm really nervous I'm really nervous about you know the Naomi series and definitely the Powerpuff Girls live action because it's not going to be an action from what they're talking about no. it's looking like it's going to be a drama so yeah and I'm just skeptical about CW as a whole right now I feel like those people and I'm, I'm sure Naomi is going to be a part of that Arrowverse yeah and she's she more than likely will be okay so she is part of the DC yes. for sure yes she is um, so my issue with that is that universe itself has kind of gotten I feel like they're stretching themselves too thin as far as storytelling and they only have like so many parameters of stories they can tell they're not really pushing the boundaries of what storytelling can be now this is why I like Ava for this if you haven't watched Queen Sugar that's a story that's it doesn't feel like your traditional drama so, I keep on skipping over that. Somebody told me a long time ago to get into it, and I have not watched it yet. It's actually really good. I mean, they they have their moments. Um, you know, I went in because of uh, Glenn. Um, oh, dude, uh, he played in um, Different World back in the day. He was Sarge, I think that was his name for him. But um, oh yeah, 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 so from a different world. Glenn Thurman. Glenn mm-hmm. Thurman. So that's how I got into the series. I saw him on the screen. I was like, wait a minute. Is that my boy Glenn? Let me let me sit down and watch this. See see where this goes. So basically, Queen Queen Sugar is uh, parent dies, siblings come back to run the sugar farm, and then they start getting into all these different obstacles of racism and prejudices because they're disrupting the industry and the way they've done things. And they was not actually doing things on the up and up in the first place. So when these siblings start fighting back, um, you know, trouble ensues. Of course it does. But, right, you know, right, right. Of course. It, it doesn't sound like this epic new thing. It just sounds like your basic drama. But with the way it's shot, you know, the film photography and all of it, it is a beautiful show. And if you don't watch it just for the camera angles, you know what I'm saying? You should yeah. definitely give this one a shot. Yeah, I'm big on like camera angles and the cinematography. Like, I love that. Yeah, I, love I am it. too. I, I love seeing like it's that one shot where everything's even, and then yeah. you got the character in the middle. I'm like, this is like yeah, my favorite perfect. shot. That's my yeah. favorite shot. <laughs> and I'm an idiot for it. Every time it comes up, I'm like, yep, get these people uh, That's how they all the awards. That's how they drag you right on in with those camera angles. When they get them camera angles popping, that's how they drag you in. Yo, the good camera angle. Some good lighting, man. Changes everything. The man, the man of steel movie. I didn't like it initially, but then I watched somebody take off the filters that was on the movie. I'm like, instantly a better movie. The dark, how dark it was. Yeah. That murkiness or whatever they was going for. I don't know what it was. Listen, colors change your mood. Colors do change your mood. The mood of Superman. And those colors they were using, I think that really 
did the thing with this service because Superman's supposed to be this bright, hope feeling, and the, the murkiness of the movie kind of you don't feel it. Yeah, it didn't. It was definitely Man of Steel is definitely a different feel of Superman for sure. Yeah, I know people that swear by this movie, and I love it now. But Man of Steel is actually one of my favorite DC films of all time. So. I mean, don't get me wrong, the camera angles is on point there too. Listen, they were not paying, okay? <laughs> My man saw and said, where did you get your train from? A farm? <laughs> I mean, he didn't lie. He ain't lie. He didn't lie. Uh, you know what I hate about those movies? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is, right now, Lex Luthor is, look, if you know me, like, personally, you know I'm a villain guy, all right? You so. don't like, um, what's his name? Jesse Steinberg? What's his name? You think it is just. You don't. It's, it's not a You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, though. it's you not a role like for him. Playing? It's not a role for him. No. Oh, yeah. I agree. He doesn't give me evil genius. Yeah, Lex, Lex is a cocky motherfucker. Yeah, he doesn't give me it. He don't have the all. voice. He don't have the demeanor. He mm -hmm. don't have the presence that Lex Luthor's nope. commands. Facial he, expressions? Nothing. nothing. Not a piece of it. I don't. I feel like he probably landed that role because at the time he was landing a lot of things. He was. And, see, and Jesse, whatever his last name is, he's a good actor, but he is. that just was not a role for him. It was a miss. That was, um, what was that? When they first introduced him, Batman vs. Superman? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I want to like that And movie. you know the you know the Dan Snyder cut for Justice League is coming out soon? Yes. Um, I got a friend. We've been kind of inboxing about this for months. I'm on the... I'm... I wait and see what it's like. I'm not hyped for it. And I'm kind of, I kind of roll with, I, I, I read some things about what's going on with DC as far as the, uh, the show and Zack Snyder. I'm actually happy Zack Snyder is leaving the DC universe. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this doesn't do so well that they keep him around. I'm tired of him. I definitely say his, I always say his name. Zack, Zack Snyder. Yeah, I think I think I said it right. But look, I think I said I think I say it wrong every time. I definitely like Jack. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good Watchmen. Watchmen was yeah was great. Not the TV and show. And then he the, then he do Man of Steel and then he do Dark Knight. Yes, like he can be good, but I think yeah. he has this thing. He's one of those directors like I gotta put my own spin on things. Yeah. And sometimes. The characters, we the don't way, need all that. yeah, we don't. The way the he got. The characters can carry their um, films. Sometimes you don't need the extra. You don't need like the way he did um, Dark Side Brother and the uh, Justice League. Uh, mm. Don't get me wrong. Now, what we've seen, the main movie, what we've been seeing, is uh, Weeding, Josh Weeding version, oh, yeah, the changes yeah, yeah, yeah. he made. But I'm still not excited about the Zack Snyder version of yeah, So, I mean, if it's good, The it's good. biggest movie for me this year that I'm ready for is probably going to be Jesus and the Black Messiah, King Kong, I mean, Godzilla versus King Kong, mm -hmm. and I think that's about it, because I'm not excited about Black Widow anymore. Like, Why I'm not? completely over it. Too long to come Ooh, out. To come, yeah. I was excited for, uh, I'm a huge horror film nerd so i was really excited really 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 excited for a quiet place too i'm not excited anymore but i still want to watch it i'm just not excited anymore i'm hoping old buddy from quiet place or is kaczynski 
this is the last name I think. I'm like same dude from the office. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping. His name is. Dang, I just watched him on uh, Saturday Night Live on Saturday. I watched that episode too. His episode was better than the last one that just happened. Yeah. Yeah, way better. Yeah. That episode was way better than the last time. I mean, um, but yeah, I want him to play uh, Mr. Fantastic so bad. I feel like. I feel like it, he he looks like a great Mr. Fantastic. I think he could pull it off. Mm. Some people gotta stay away from superheroes. I think he can hold this one. I think he'd be the. I think it's time for a kind of kind of sexy uh, Reed Richards to come through. We always have this little scrawny nerdy. This guy's not guy. sexy though. I'm just saying we need the muscles. He got the uh, he got the beard. He can pull oh, it off. We need more of a of a thicker. Yeah, yeah, that's like how we muscle, muscular. Yeah, like, we need that. We need we need his star power for the role too. Let's just be real. Yeah. It's been a long time since we it's ever cared about Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Yes, yes, it is. Put it the rest star. No, we need them. We need the Fantastic Four. We do need the Fantastic Four, but we do not need any more movies. Like oh, oh, you about to? It's a lot of movies. Marvel movies coming. We're gonna have to bring JB. Uh, speaking of JB, uh, if you want to go listen to, I mean, you want to read up on a lot of these uh, black superheroes, yes. the Naomi's, uh, Superman's best friend Steel, his daughter, uh, mm-hmm. Superman. Uh, which one he just put out? I think it was Val Zod. That's Black Superman Val from like mm-hmm. Earth Two. And then you yeah. got, uh, I told you guys to know a lot. Um, and, and then you got Akoye came through. Um, last year, I think he covered the other black Superman, which was um, Calvin Ellis, and that's President Superman. Um, listen, JB, JB Smith is. is <laughs> it, listen, I, one superhero a day throughout all of Black uh, History Month. That's 28 superheroes. Man, I've been trying to get him to just continue to do like a series, but he's like, nah, I'm getting burned out. <laughs> So if you look, go 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 check that out, like definitely. And uh, as far as Big Bro Demo, man, where's that? Where that podcast at, man? Yeah, Pat, where you at? Yeah, we ain't forgot. <laughs> Any, hey, you got <laughs> you got anything else you want to bring up while we were talking nerd stuff? Any I other? think we pretty much hit everything like nerdiness for me. Yeah. How about you? I think so. Um. We could definitely we could we're gonna have more nerd episodes like yeah is, most definitely because this is just the this is just surface level like we haven't even talked about like our top five anime our top five movies uh nope. comic book characters you know anything like that because this this is just the surface it's the blurred adventure is a long journey yeah, for this sure is, this is definitely blurred adventure part one part one so <laughs> this is gonna be our new series everyone um, Hope yeah, we can come we check do that. Again. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for it. I don't, I don't mind it at all. Oh, my favorite anime right now is Attack on Titan. Shout out to everybody that watches it. Everybody that loves it, because I'm losing my mind over listen, it. Listen, I'm just at the episode. Spoiler alert! In five, four, three, two, one, where Aaron reemerges. Oh. Yo, you, you got there? Yeah. Listen, listen. I mean, nothing else. They just show Aaron. Oh, oh, at the end of that episode yeah, when he comes yo, out. Yeah, yo, listen, I knew it was Aaron from the go. I was like, that is Aaron. That is 
Aaron. It's gotta be mm-hmm. one. It gotta be Aaron because they kept on showing him. Yeah. Like no matter what, he was like always drawn like in the background or something. Yeah, like, just out there chilling you, with one leg. Like, <laughs> Aaron, why you playing with these folks like this? My man's so strong, young. He's so strong that he can uh-uh. stop uh-uh. the healing of his limb. Oh yeah, yeah. That's crazy though. I ain't gonna spoil nothing. I'm just talking about what you saw. Now, after this episode, it's going up. If it's up, then it's stuck. Uh, <laughs> hey, did you hear about, you know, we, we about to get into a whole nother thing. We, oh, next week, next week. Let's just talk about, let's go ahead and end this. We're, we're done talking blurred stuff right now. Yes. Um, next week on the show, we're gonna have Mr. Bowtie come through. Um, you've heard his music, he's a DJ. Anytime you listen to this show, the intro, it is Mr. Bowtie. That is his intro. Uh, he created that um, for the show. Well, he didn't create it for the show, but I, you know, I use it for the show. He allowed me to use it. I licensed <laughs> it from him. He does licensing music, so if you like that, then I'm sure you'll like his other stuff. Because also on this episode, we are premiering in the background. If you hear the music in the background, I know it sounds good. Um, that is also a track that he produced. So my man and our newest background music. <laughs> and look, I know him a long time, and <laughs> like he was probably like one of the people back in the day, back in my band days, was um, high school band. He was my first session leader, actually, as far as drum session goes. So when I joined the drum session, I was under his uh, leadership, and we bumped heads. He did a lot of fussing at me. I did a lot of clapping back, tried to anyway, but he was always bigger and stronger than I was back in the day because I was a strong, strony, strony, chubby, 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 uh, mm-hmm. fat nerd, short, chubby, fat nerd. Anyway, um, but yeah, <laughs> that was my guy, man. I got mad respect for this dude, and he's coming up next week. I got him to come through the show. He's going to come. We're going to talk about um, his DJ experience. We're going to talk about some music. So hopefully we get in on some of this uh, Cardi B stuff because I kind of want to talk about um, these guys that are upset at her because they said she stole the up. Then it's she stuck. definitely stole it. She did steal it. Yeah, you gotta listen to this song. So maybe we can uh, go in. This and is the second time she's done this. Too. For real? Man. We gonna we gonna get into We're gonna that. We gonna talk about that. We gonna talk about that. Because sure. I know I know um, Mr. Bowtie is gonna have some really really good insight and some really good opinions. Very, very informational cat. So, when he comes through, uh, I hope you guys come through and chill with us next week, next Friday. It's going to be a good show. I promise it always is. But, this is our show, ladies and gentlemen. So, before, That's we, it go, for today. before we leave, do me a favor, head over to www.thebkspaceshow.com so you can get all your blogs and all the episodes that you want to hear, like all the, all the, all, the, all our videos, all our audio is going to be on that website. Make sure you head over to Facebook at facebook.com slash thebkspaceshow, Twitter, thebkspaceshow, and Instagram, thebkspaceshow. It's all the thebkspaceshow. You can't not, not know where we are. And we everywhere. That's right. We on we on Google. We on Spotify. We on Anchor. We on a whole bunch of other ones. I'm I'm working on getting us on more. Listen, Breaker. We on. Are we on Breaker? I think the only. 
So yeah, I'm working on that. I'm saying, I hope we get to the point where I'm, I'm trying to get on title. Like, I'm trying to get some of that Jay-Z hey. money over there. So, title be coming, baby. That's right. So listen, I had a blast talking to you today, Nova Kane. As always, bro. Space Gang, thank you for coming through. You got any last words? Spread love. She said spread love, y'all. Y'all, <laughs> y'all make sure y'all do that, man. Y'all love each other out here in the world because we need to do a lot more than but, yes, thanks. Well, I've been the DJ Space and Nova Kane, baby. You don't have to put that on a t shirt. <laughs> anyway, you guys, we are out. Goodbye. <laughs>